Good morning on this Friday morning. Welcome to our devotional Golden Nuggets, food for thought and for the imagination. We left off yesterday talking about Elijah being in that one cave and how that small, still voice uh, spoke to him. And out of uh, reverence and out of uh, worship, Elijah wrapped his mantle around his face. He covered it and he waited for the Lord to speak. So we've been talking about the holiness of God and worship, the different things that are brought out in Scripture, everything from where two or three are gathered in His name to where God selected the place where the Jews were to bring their sacrifices and uh, the place that was to be worshipped. And of course, the Samaritans had a mountain and the the scripture says that Jesus told that Samaritan woman that the hour was going to come when those that worship God must worship him in spirit and in truth. We've differentiated between worship and praise. Uh, praise mostly is going to involve the what we would call anything from our five senses to our solical man, meaning uh, the mind the will, and the emotions. A lot of people get more excited as the beat of the music gets faster, or they seem to get more uh, relaxed or more uh, uh, slowing down as the music slows down, almost like a, a reverence type thing. But the thing is, they're being moved emotionally. It's not coming out of the depths of the Spirit. We're not saying that it's wrong, but we're saying that it is involving praise. They can lift up their hands. They can have their hands down. They can shout. They can be silent. Uh, all of these different uh, attitudes and things that take place. But when it comes to worship, there's a different spirit, a different attitude that takes place. There is one of awe one of reverence, one of fear of the Lord that is cast upon an individual. And if we start looking at the book of Revelation, even though this is in the future, we can get a small glimpse of what is taking place in heaven during the time of the tribulation here on earth. And we can see Everything from the 24 elders or the angels or the, the creatures that are up there. So just, just bear with me and let's just follow some of these examples. Consider the time that we spend in worship, especially exalting God on his many attributes and especially his holiness. His holiness causes awe in our lives because it reminds us that we were a fallen individual rescued from iniquity, rescued from transgression, rescued from sin. And even though we still live in this fleshy human body, the, the world, the flesh, the devil, all of these things still come against it and we have to overcome and in the process of it, many times people will fail and they will miss the mark. They will sin. 
And it's that sin that separates us from God because he is holy. But when one is restored through confession and repentance back again, one recognizes how truly holy God is. And one recognizes how great he is in our praise on the work that he did through Christ at Calvary for our lives. So yes, we can get excited and emotional and praise God for all of that. But when it comes to his holiness, we begin to see that there's such a different attitude that it takes and that an individual takes upon his or her life. Now, Revelation 4.10, the four and twenty elders fell down before him, talking about the Lamb and talking about God, that sat upon the throne and worshipped him that liveth forever and ever, and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are created. So notice the reverence that is given there. Let's look at Revelation chapter 5, verse 8. And when he had taken the book, talking about Jesus uh, in heaven, taken the book, the, the four beasts and the four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb, every one of them having harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of the saints. So once again, we see that the Lamb of God is worshipped. And once again, there is involved uh, what, what, what these uh, creatures had. And uh, that involved the prayers of the saints, harps, golden vials. Now, it says in verse number 9, this is the following verse. And they sang a new song saying, Thou art worthy. So, the scripture talks about in the book of 1 Corinthians in chapter 14 about I'll pray in the Spirit and I'll sing in the Spirit. I'll pray with my understanding and I'll sing with my understanding. Making a distinction very clearly about one is an act of the Spirit, our Spirit, the Spirit of God in our lives. And one is an act of our rational thinking and capabilities. Uh, one is an act of our will also. And one is an act of our emotional. Or as it says in uh, Psalm 103, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Forget not one single... That involves the mind. That involves our ability to recollect, to think, to rationally uh, rationalize things. That involves our thinking. So we can use our thinking, we can use our emotions and our will to praise God. But the scripture talks about Paul serving God in spirit, worshiping God in spirit, praising God or singing unto God in the spirit, and also uh uh, uh, praying in the Spirit and singing in the Spirit. So, 
he used his regular, just regular understanding, his mind, but he also used his spirit. And those are the words of Jesus. No man can change this in that Jesus said those that worship the Father must, must, must worship him in spirit and in truth. So there is something special about being able to enter the realm of the spirit uh, with our human spirit and enter into that flow of worship, worshiping God. And many times it'll involve the body being prostrate on the ground or being bowed down or being on a kneeling position. Uh, hands may be raised, hands may not be raised, but there is an attitude that's the big key word here there is an attitude of awe an attitude of reverence an attitude of the fear of the lord of respect uh, of, of honor and that is due to the presence of the holiness of god uh, in a person's life now in revelation 5 10 this is the following verse it says thou has made us Unto our God, kings and priests, we shall reign on the earth. And I beheld and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne, and the beast and the four elders, and the number of them was ten thousand times ten thousands and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb. This is the third time that we find that, you know, worthy is used. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power, riches, and wisdom, and strength, honor, and glory, and blessing. Verse number 13. And every creature which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that is in them heard I saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sits upon the throne and unto the Lamb forever and ever. Verse 14, And the four beasts said, Amen. And the twenty and four elders fell and worshipped him that lived forever and ever. So once again, we're getting a beautiful picture of these constant things that are taking place in heaven. Then there is this time of worship where spontaneously they just fall before the Lamb of God and begin to worship God, begin to worship the Lamb. In Revelation chapter 7, verse 10 and 11, we begin to see this scene again. And it says, And cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God, which sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb. Notice how reference is made unto God. Our God, the living God, the heavenly Father, and unto Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. The next verse that we find, verse number 11, immediately takes us to another scene of worship. And all the angels stood round about the throne and about the four elders and the four beasts and fell before the throne upon their faces and worshipped God. Once again, another, uh, another act of worship that we find that is taking place. We wind up uh, close to the ending of the book of Revelation in chapter 19 in verse 4. 
And it says, And the four and twenty elders and the four beasts fell and worshipped God that sat on the throne saying, Amen, Hallelujah. Verse number five. And a voice came out of the throne saying, Praise our God, all ye his servants, ye that fear him, both great and small. So we find the act of worship and the act of praise that is given uh, in these two verses. Praising God, and especially when one reads and studies the Psalms, uh, we can find so much acts of worship and praise there by the psalmists themselves. And uh, of course, uh, as we come to the close of the age, we also wind up seeing in the uh, New Testament that the book of Revelation is full of these events taking place in heaven. While, of course, in our lives, while we're here on this earth, we should also be praising God. We should also be lifting up our voices. We should also be spending that time of spontaneously worshiping God there. Just a remembrance of his holiness can spark an attitude of worship in one's life. It really, really does affect one to just simply recognize how holy God is and how no one can draw nigh unto him and no one can see the salvation of the Lord and no one can make it to heaven without the spirit of holiness in his or her life, according to the book of Hebrews. Well, consider this throughout the day. Maybe you'll find yourself at work. Maybe you'll find yourself uh, there in your vehicle. Maybe you'll find yourself at home just simply just kind of passing the time a little bit. Pass the time thinking reverently about God's holiness and see if it doesn't spark an act of worship on your part for his behalf, just simply recognizing he is truly a holy God. Consider this food for thought and for the imagination. The Lord richly and fully bless you. Tomorrow we'll continue and pick up with Paul again and continue going in that direction. The Lord bless you. In Jesus' name, amen.